0: How'd you watch the State of the Union last night? For $150 at a bar in DC, political junkies could play a State of the Union companion drinking game alongside two buckets of beer, eight shots of whiskey, a bottle of wine, and an extra large platter of tachos. Tater tot nachos to those unfamiliar. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. In the State of the Union, President Joe Biden pushed for an aggressive crackdown on fentanyl, a stronger response to the mental health crisis and better care for veterans, while touting his cancer moonshot initiative. Biden also called for a price cap on insulin for all Americans in the address Tuesday. The $35 a month price cap that took effect in January via the Inflation Reduction Act only applied in the Medicare system. His support for the measure is unlikely to achieve much, though, since Republicans oppose the measure and control the House. After a series of glitches, an Oracle lobbyist defended its rollout of a new electronic health records system for the Veterans Health Administration on Tuesday in an interview with me and said the company opposed House bills to increase oversight of its contract or end it altogether. A federal judge on Tuesday dismissed a case by the pharmaceutical industry to block a Trump-era regulation that aims to allow states to establish programs to import prescription drugs from Canada if HHS determines there's no health risk to the public and if consumers will save money. Pharma and two other groups sued HHS in 2020, saying the effort endangers drug supply to chain safety and is unlikely to reduce costs. And in California, teen overdose tests have driven some schools to stock the drug naloxone, also known by its brand name, Narcan, a drug that can reverse an overdose before it becomes fatal. Blake Jones is here to discuss his reporting on it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So California Governor Gavin Newsom is calling for $3.5 million to supply middle and high schools with naloxone. Let's take a step back here. Why is this happening and how did we get here?
1: Yeah, so California has been experiencing an increase in youth opioid overdose deaths. And the reason for that is because of the increased spread of fentanyl into the West Coast. So Governor Gavin Newsom, along with a bipartisan block of legislators, are looking to stock schools with the overdose-reversal drug naloxone in order to prevent some of these deaths. And, you know, the reason for this is that they hope that, you know, some deaths that have happened at schools over the last few years could have been prevented by ensuring that naloxone is kept at every school site. Some school districts are already doing this, and they hope that by supplying every school with the overdose-reversal drug, they'll be able to save lives.
0: Just to clarify, what sort of situations would
1: naloxone be administered? Let's say a student has taken a pill that they bought on Snapchat. Let's assume maybe it was Adderall for studying or Xanax recreationally, but the pill was actually counterfeit that they purchased and was laced with fentanyl, an opioid that in Mm. even small quantities can lead to an overdose let's say they take that on a school site, they begin to have signs of an overdose You know, while they're far from medical care. Then the hope is that a friend who's carrying naloxone or maybe a school nurse or teacher will recognize the signs and will be able to you know, give them naloxone through a nasal spray and reverse the overdose before they can get further medical care. And we've already seen this happen at a few school districts in California that are keeping the you know overdose drug on hand. we've seen it at least twelve times in l a unified. We've seen it once in Sacramento, at least once in the San Jose area. and there are quite a few other districts who have been able to administer the drug and that's just this school year,
0: yeah, tell me more about that on so, um, the school districts that aren't waiting. Um what are they doing here?
1: Some school districts are providing you know, two or more doses of naloxone at the central location in their school. They're training school nurses and, in some cases, teachers to administer the drug. And a couple, including LA Unified, the country's second largest school district, are now explicitly allowing students to carry and administer the drug. The thinking there is that if we're able to get naloxone into the hands of Teenagers who are more likely to see signs of an overdose when one of their friends might be consuming drugs, then we're going to have a greater likelihood of responding to an overdose in time to save somebody's life.
0: So, on the legislative front, what are the chances that this proposal happens? I know the state's facing a potential deficit.
1: Yeah, it depends on whether we're talking about requiring that schools keep naloxone or whether we're talking about just supplying them with the drug. I think the chances of them supplying schools with the drug are exceedingly high because the governor is already on board. The first person to to author legislation of this sort was a Republican. Mm. Um, Democrats have their own bill. And even with the deficit that you mentioned, the $3.5 million in funding might seem like an eye-popping number depending on where you stand. But in California, it's truly a drop in the bucket. For reference, the California schools' budget is over $100 billion. Mm. So there are good chances that even in a deficit year, this can go through. When we talk about requiring zone, that's a little bit of a different story. There's some debate among legislators about whether they want to impose this requirement on schools. And the school lobby in will likely have something to say about that.
0: So some advocates argue that there are limits to this approach. What are they? And what have they been arguing?
1: One of the key limits is really obvious, which is that even if we have naloxone in schools, a lot of drug consumption isn't happening on campus or during school hours. So if someone's having an overdose and you have two doses locked up with an AED in the center of a middle school, it's not going to do a student a whole lot of good. Some of the other limits to this are that you're not stopping students from taking laced pills altogether, which presents a whole other slew of health health issues. And part of those limits are the reason why there are proposals to stock the drug in other public venues, whether those be concerts, amusement parks, et cetera. And the hope there is that we can not only help teenagers who might be overdosing, but also help young adults in the 18 to 24 range who have even higher rates of overdose deaths than teenagers.
0: Yeah, so on those proposals to require the medication at public places like stadiums, um, what are the chances that those move? Those have
1: more of an uphill battle in the California legislature because business groups have already signaled some forms of opposition. Mm. You know, I think that there are significant chances of getting a bill with several carve-outs passed that you know, includes exemptions for small businesses so that you know, legislators aren't incurring a cost on small businesses that are going to take issue with being forced to take on another legislative burden.
0: Is this a model that could be followed outside of California as well, just in terms of the legislation on the stadiums, but also the schools?
1: Absolutely. And we should note that California isn't the first state to do this. At least four other states have already required some of their schools to stock naloxone. Washington does it for high schools with 2,000 or more students. There are also requirements for high schools and or middle schools in Rhode Island, New Jersey. So, yeah, it's possible that this could become model legislation. But, yeah, we should know that California isn't the first to do it.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming on. Really
1: appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: And that's our show. Our music is by the Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyn, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Amen is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse. Future Pulse and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.